0: It's time to bet it all. This is Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL. With Trista Crick on the Sports Machine, Sean Levine. Two hours in the book, two more coming up right here on the BetQL Network. We've got some baseball action, and it is getting late in Cincinnati. The Reds all over the Cardinals, 10-2 in the eighth. It's the Rays over the Jays. That game also in the eighth the Orioles and the Yankees Trista Turtle told us earlier she likes the Orioles in this game bottom second that game had a rain delay so they're gonna get going late uh Nationals over the Padres now that game's in the seventh five three Nationals have the lead it's the Braves over the Dodgers three to one in the sixth the Cubs over the Mets in the fifth inning three to two Tigers I told you early on over the Royals my Royals stink. One to zero in the fourth. It'll be seven to zero next time I give you an update. Rockies over the Marlins. That game early in the second. One two, zero. Let me welcome in Trista because let's go from baseball to a little bit of basketball. We have their odds to win the NBA Finals. You and I both agree Boston is dead. Maybe they win Game Five. I don't think there's any chance they go down and win Game Six. They don't have the uh, Intestinal fortitude. I don't know if I know what that means, but I'm pretty sure the Boston Celtics don't have it. Their updated odds on Bet and GM. This is to win the championship. Plus 450 for Boston. Plus 375 for the Miami Heat. Minus 200 for Denver. Before we get into this, your own crystal ball and this mind-blowing thing you have to tell us about these NBA futures. Just out of curiosity, is it worth betting? Anybody except for the Denver Nuggets? I mean, they've been so good, and now they're going to have rest, and they've got Jokic. No matter how long the series in the East takes, aren't you kind of crazy to put your money on one of those teams?
1: I actually put my money on on Miami plus 450 right before game three. They were up 2-0. They had already gotten both wins in Boston. I feel like you're getting better than 2-1 to odds with only really two teams left on the board. Now you're getting Boston at 4-1. to I mean, so and, – and you're only getting, what, um, Denver at minus 200 right now. So, you could hedge. Um, put – Absolutely. More on Denver. And and you put more on Denver, and then you have whatever your bet is for Miami at plus 450. You're going to win no matter what.
0: All right, before you get out your Magic 8 ball and shake that thing up and tell us this thing is going to blow our mind and completely shake things up in the NBA going forward – I'm looking at way too early 2024 odds because that's what I do. I don't just play futures. I play way into the future. No surprise. The Denver Nuggets, the favorite to win the championship right, right now at 5-1, to one, followed by Boston at plus 550. Milwaukee, Phoenix, Trista, at 8-1. to one. Like, do people think that that ship hasn't sailed? Why would anybody put their money on the Phoenix Suns?
1: I don't know, and Miami is eighteen to one when they're about to go to the final. So the disrespect <laughs> there is just ridiculously real. I have no idea of what that's about. Memphis at nineteen to one is crazy to me. Uh, the fact that Sacramento at thirty to one has worse odds than the Dallas Mavericks, who are an absolute hmm. absolute mess. Didn't even go to the play-in tournament. Kept their own draft pick. They tanked. Like they have to figure out what to do with Kyrie. They have no depth. Luka's unhappy. They've got no center. Like, there's some really interesting numbers in here. New York Knicks at 45 to 1. Like, there's definitely good numbers here. When when the Knicks were five game, they were like, they went, what, five, six, six with Miami. You if you could have gotten them for 45 to 1 then, like you would have been very, very happy with that.
0: The way I'm looking at it, Trista, if you're really going to bet these way into the futures, next year's NBA champion, I'm looking at teams that underachieved this season that have all the talent in the world. And when I kind of put that description out there, I think a lot of people think of the Dallas Mavericks and forget about Kyrie Irving. Let's see what happens there short term, long term. But they've got Luka and when he's right. He's probably the best basketball player on planet Earth. Right now, you can get Dallas at 20-1. to It feels like next year is a good get-right season for them. And then tell me what you think about New Orleans. Like, let's just dream with me here for a second and say Zion's healthy. I know it's a big dream. He doesn't stay healthy. He's missed more than half the games in his career. But I saw a stat the other day, through his first 100 games – and Zion's only played barely hundred games in his NBA career. The only player to average more points per game through the first one hundred games is a dude called Michael Jordan. So it's not like Zion's been underachieving. He's just been hurt. Tristan, next year, if I told you you know Zion's gonna be healthy, isn't it worth playing New Orleans at thirty to one?
1: He's not gonna be healthy though, Sean. He's fat. <laughs> The reason that Michael Jordan is the only – I mean, you're talking about a guy that's like O'Doyle rules. He's like a a super senior. His first 100 games has spanned almost four years. Think about that. It's taken him almost four years to get into Mm. 100-game territory. Uh, As for Dallas, I like New Orleans. I'm not sure what they're going to be. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Zion because clearly like him coming in and out of the lineup is a really big – Uh, Wrench in their plans and you can't really figure out what you are if you don't know what your roster and rotations are going to look like but like maybe your worst take tonight is Dallas at 20 to 1 like this team stinks Sean like they stink they're not they didn't underachieve they traded everyone away and those players were meaningful and as a result they now stink
0: that's a bold statement because I make a lot of bad takes and we've been on here for two hours and we've got two more so all right, that's leaving the clubhouse right now then tell me what you think about Golden State. I know you got thoughts on them at 12-1. to 1. I think that the Warriors run is over. I hate to tell you, and it was a hell of a run. It was probably, for a team that I'm not personally invested in, I think that I can tell you I've enjoyed the last decade of watching Warriors basketball more than any other that I can remember. And I think most fans would say that. It's just been fun to watch them. But I also think that it is over and I don't think it's because of Steph Curry if anything his game translates right like he might not always be able to finish as well as he can at the hoop the older that he gets but he's still gonna be able to knock down those threes we've all seen that dude at the YMCA it's 46 years old it's the last pick but he knocks down his threes that's gonna be Steph Curry Tristan, it's everybody else that I have concerns about I ain't touching Golden State
1: yeah I I get why you would say that and I put like eight or nine different separate bets and separate times on Golden State to win the title this year just so that I could prevent it from happening. So the mush is real, (laughs) Sean. Uh, I hate them. I can say it now uh, with a straight face. Our dubs was a ruse. Our dubs, me being a lifelong dubs fan was really just a way to get them to crumble because everything that I love, all the teams that I love, they never win a thing. Uh, It is not a shock that the first year I became a lifelong Dubs fan was this year, and they did not win the title. So I think they're also cooked. However, I'm not going to say it too loud because when I go the other way, the reverse mush happens. So I'm going to stay away from talking about Golden State at all. Uh, I think you're right, though. There's some real concerns about Klay Thompson, uh, whether his production is going to continue to fall. Are they going to trade Jordan Poole? What are we getting with Andrew Wiggins on a night-to-night basis? Is Draymond going to get a new contract worked out? How does Draymond and Looney match up against a big like Jokic? You know, these are all very fair questions. Um, but we also have to think about uh, trades and draft and how that's going to impact things. That's why I like Memphis. I like Memphis at 19-1. to 1. We know Jaws is probably going to be suspended for a good chunk of time. But maybe they go out and try to trade, make a trade to get somebody like a Pascal Siakam. OG Ananobi. This team becomes very potent with another wing. Uh, obviously, they got rid of or are not going to retain Dylan Brooks. So I think that's really interesting. I probably think the price is not good enough for Milwaukee for me to go there right now. They, we have no idea what's happening with Chris Middleton. Um, Drew Holiday's already talking about retirement. Brooke Lopez is now a free agent. And they don't have a head coach. Like, I think a good rule of thumb, Sean, is like maybe not bet until you have a head coach
0: or your draft class or see who gets traded because as you point out, Trista, there's it's not like maybe some superstars are going to get traded. It's just definitely and when and who are they going to go to. I'm thinking about teams like you just mentioned, Golden State. There's no way heading into next year that they keep the band completely together. And I don't know if it's green and I don't know if it's pool and I don't know if it's clay, but they're not all going to be there. I'll tell you that much. Philly, I don't know if they're going to completely break this thing up, but something's gonna happen you look at a team like boston we were talking about if boston goes out like this on their sword especially if they go out in five there's no way they can bring that band back together they have to at least get a new drummer they gotta trade somebody they gotta figure it out so there's gonna be a lot of movement where i love futures betting but the farthest i can go into the future right now is taking maybe you've talked me into the miami heat to win this year's nba Finals. But before I know, like, let's say let's say you're right. Let's say Miami does win the finals. What do they do with Tyler Hero? Do they go, all right, we don't need this guy. Maybe we can get back some sort of assets for him, younger, maybe some more size. You don't know, so I agree with you. Put your foot on the brake for a while right now before you bet those 2024 futures, because we're still wrapping up 2023, although you were telling me during the break that you've got some big shakeup that you foresee happening in the league. What's up?
1: A uh f- shake up that I foresee?
0: Yeah, what's going on? Like, like what do you see going on? Yeah, you. Uh,
1: I I mean, I don't know that there anything that's gonna go that's gonna be crazy. I mean, I think that everything that's been reported is kind of out there. I think the Toronto Raptors implode. I think they trade all their pieces off. I think that's a, a sure. big possibility. So that's OG Ananobi, that's uh Pascal Siakam, that's Fred Van Fleet. Um I think you like you're right I think Jordan Poole gets moved. Uh I think OKC continues to get better. But in terms of like a big shakeup, like I don't think that there's a, a trade out there that, or a free agent move that ends up like blowing my mind. I would be very surprised if James Harden went to Houston. I don't think that's real. I would be very surprised if Kyrie Irving went to LA. I don't think that is real. I think the teams that are good are are going to be really really good. I think that the the if if you're Philly and you say to yourself, well maybe we blow it up then maybe you trade Embiid or at least look to, but like as in terms of like a major seismic change in the NBA, no, I I, I don't see like the Kevin Durant trade happening again.
0: And also, people need to stop and look. I get it. Joel Embiid was the MVP, and he came up very small in the biggest moments, and historically, he's either been unhealthy or that's what's happened. So his critics are many and loud, and he probably deserves it. But all that being said, Trista, Philly is moronic if they were to trade Joel Embiid. You don't get a big guy in his prime with that skill set that often, and especially for an organization, how many times did they get it wrong? Whether it was Jalil Okafor or Marco Fultz or Ben Simmons? I mean, all they did was get all those draft picks wrong. I understand that right now, emotionally, maybe they think we completely break this thing up because we've taken it as far as we can. And I agree with that. But what that means is you still gotta keep your best piece. And that's definitely Joel Embiid. So I hear what you're saying. that Maybe that would be the shakeup this offseason. Because if Embiid went to a team, no matter any team, like if it's a team that's ready-made or if it's a team that was 15 games out of the playoffs, if you get Joel Embiid, you instantly become a contender. But Joel Embiid ain't getting traded, right?
1: I, I would be very surprised. I would be honestly very surprised. Thierry Omori is very close with Joel Embiid. I would be less surprised if Daryl Morey got fired because it feels like some of the moves that he's made since he's come to Philly, he's done what he said he was going to do, but it hasn't gotten them any further than they were on before, and he's getting paid like $10 million a year. So like just to go to the Eastern Conference semifinals, obviously they they fired Doc Rivers and that needed to happen. I think we're going to get a lot of the musical chairs in the coaching realm, you know, like uh, maybe Budenholzer goes to Phoenix because they need like a soft touch. Maybe Nick Nurse goes to a place like Boston Philly. Uh, or Philly because they need to get motivated and they need a hard rock to to you know put them in line. I think you have to find the right coach for the right sis- situation. It's going to be fascinating, man. I think OKC, I'm not going to take them to win the title, but I think OKC with Chet Holmgren coming back from injury is going to be one of the teams to surprise this year. They have a, a decent draft pick this year. They have Chet, they've got Josh Giddy, they've got Shea Gilgis-Alexander, they've got Lou Dort, they've got Pokashevsky, who's like a little diet-wish version of Chet Holmgren. This team's going to be fire. Jalen uh, uh, Jay- and the other Jalen, both of them, J-Dub and J-Will. Yeah, I mean, this team's stacked, and they're only getting better.
0: The Thunder are about to be a problem. I agree with you. Problem. I mean, not only – their over under heading into this year was 23 and a half wins. They smashed that, and they're good at every level. As you talk about, you bring back the unicorn and Chet Holmgren. You've got a true point guard that can drop 30, did average 31.5 points per game. And Shea Gildas Alexander, Josh Giddy, can do a bunch of different things. Guys like six foot ten, triple double. I mean, yeah, Oklahoma City is going to be a problem. And I think it also, we learn with the Lakers and really with the Miami Heat also. As long as you can limp your way into the playoffs, you can make a deep run and become that team. All right, we'll keep talking a little bit of basketball on the other side because there are some crazy odds on Vet MGM. You're locked into the Vet QL Network.